through whom also And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. God has already worked it all out. Work what out? Everything. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. The lamb, his son, was slain. Before he even thought about us, he put grace in place. He put forgiveness in place. He put blood that would never lose his power in place. I set your end before I began you so that you would understand what I've set up for you is all good for you. Hallelujah. So don't trip on the middle. Come on. Just get into me. Oh, goodness. That's good all by itself. All right. Two passages of text that I want to read to you this morning. Um, first, will 1 Corinthians. Chapter number 13. Verse number 9. 1 Corinthians. Chapter number 13. Verse number 9. We there? All right. Those that can, let's stand for the reading of the word of God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given to feast at your table. It is you that prepareth the table in the presence of our enemies. Lord God, we come not focused on what the enemy is doing, but we're focused on, on the table that you have prepared for us. But Lord, we know that everything that we need is at this table. So come now, Lord, and feed our spirits, for we hunger and thirst after righteousness. Your word teaches us that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be fed. So, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. So we ask you now, God, because you're all powerful to take every thought captive. Bring us into a oneness in you. That we would have an ear to hear what the spirit has to say to the church. We declare, Father, that we are your church. And we thank you. And Father, now have your way. Consecrate me as you see fit, that I may be used by you. After all is said and done, that you, Father, will be glorified and we, your people, will be edified. Father, we thank you. And everybody that believes, shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Beginning at verse number, num number nine of this 13th chapter. Paul writes, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. I'm going to stop right there. Look at somebody and say, I don't know it all. 
Oh, we, I felt deliverance in the room. Amen. Amen. Verse 10. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm. Now say something to yourself. Say, grow up. Mm -hmm. For, <laughs> for now we see in a mirror. Oh, goodness. I said this to yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> for now we see in a mirror dimly but then we see face to face now I know in part but then I shall know just as I am I also am known amen so when God brings us face to face with him then we'll know. Then we'll know. And it won't be in part. We will fully know. I now turn to 1 Peter chapter number 1, verse 2. 1 Peter 1, verse 2. We there? All right, first Peter one verse beginning verse two. Elect is you. Hmm? According to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience and sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you. And peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. Shout hope. hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, from the dead to an inheritance, shout inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled and does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept, who are kept, who are kept by the power of God through faith for Salvation. Shout salvation. salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last time. That's good news. Hope, inheritance, salvation. Verse number six. In this, in this, hope, inheritance, salvation. 
in this. Hope, inheritance, salvation. Hallelujah. In this. You greatly rejoice in hope, inheritance, salvation. Hope begins with an H. Inheritance begins with an I. Salvation begins with an S. Because we're his. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved with by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. How many of you love Jesus? Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with Joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. You only know in part, you'll come to know, but you have hope, inheritance salvation but yet you don't see him I want to use for a topic this morning see holy most of the time we want to see things through the human eye and the enemy has been using that as a tool against you God told me to tell you today, see holy. In other words, you're going to have to see this through his eyes. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The, the, the text, according to Paul, it points out that we only know in part but I want to suggest to you today that you ought to trust God more because he knows everything and what happens is we have become so smart in our own intellect while serving an unlimited God, we work in limited 
of humanness and thereby have caused our humanness to go on a roller coaster ride in which we should not be on. I found that when I was a child, I liked roller coasters. Fast, up and down, and loop the loop. I did, I, I liked it. Now, in my tender age, I walked past the lines of a roller coaster and wonder why I used to wait in line <laughs> to go up and down, round and round. It is something that the thrills and the joys of the fast speed and the roller coasters that I somehow allowed myself to get on the roller coaster ride of life. And it's okay to be on it, but it's something else to be on it and then get Jesus and then stay on it. I found, I found that uh, once. I realize that I don't know it all. Then the roller coaster slowed down a little bit. I found that when I thought I knew it, I would put my opinion in the atmosphere so much that it was causing ups and downs in life based on me being so opinionated. Can I just speak truth? Because most of you won't admit this, but. But those of you who still got a whole lot of you in the picture, I suggest you to listen closely today because God chose you so that his power can be moved through you. And it does not need your permission or your opinion. Because you only know in part and the truth be told, when you look in the mirror, you only see dimly. So you don't even see what you look like. The, the, the writer, he's explaining to us that we don't know it all. Peter, he picks up the pen and he begins to talk to us because we are the elect. He, he starts off to tell us that we are the elect of God. God chose you. God chose you in spite of you. It is so true. He said he looked beyond your faults and knew that you needed a savior to come into your life. And so the Savior comes in and many of us jump and shout over salvation because we got saved by Jesus. But you have to understand, if you can rejoice over salvation when you first received Christ, salvation is not a one-time thing. 
You are being saved right now in your seat. The blood of Jesus is washing you. The blood of Jesus is covering you. And the things out there in the world that would have normally taken you out because of the blood, the cause of the salvation, because of the saving grace. That nothing is able to take you out. Stuff that could have made you lose your mind, God made you. When stuff that would have made you quit, the enemy tried to tell you to focus on what's wrong. But God told me to tell you to focus on what's right. And there's, listen, there's none right but God. There's none good but God. And because God chose you, God is commissioned to make you good. Is there anybody in here that want to focus on the goodness of God instead of focusing on the troubles? Of life. But yet the moment, the moment... We see something that we wasn't ready to see. In other words, it doesn't look like the way you planned it to be. So we look at what is right before us and we become defeated if it does not look the way you had planned for it to look. Thereby, there has been many divorces. Because when you said for better or worse, the ones that divorced, they lied. Because when worse came in, they came out. But the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, you raise up a standard against the enemy. When you start raising up the Lord, when you start lifting up Jesus, it brings change to the house. I want to talk to the people who want to be all in. I want to talk to the people who don't want to quit. I want to talk to the people who did it. No, he slay me, yet will I trust him. This part thing, we, 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 we see the unexpected. Reason why it's unexpected is because you can't see what God can see. And you have depended on you for too long. And the only way God can get you to depend fully on him is to get rid of you. <sighs> He's not talking about getting rid of you from the earth realm. Your opinion. Your spirit man. He has given you a new spirit. And with the new spirit, according to Ephesians, he has given you every spiritual blessing. Come on which means you don't have to wait for anybody to bless you. 
you already have every spiritual blessing. And the reason why it's not in the natural is because you're in the natural too much. If you go into the spirit realm, you can get what's already there and bring it into the natural. You cannot stay in the natural and hope the spirit comes down and give you everything. You're going to have to transfer. You're going to have to portal out. You're going to have to go into him so that you can get the things of him and bring it down. Bring it down. Draw it down. Draw it down. So, the opposite force knows what you have. His job is to keep you from getting what you already got. Ain't God awesome? Moses, I'm going to show you what I have for you. Moses don't get it. So he hands it off to Joshua. He says, Joshua, I'm going to walk you into the promised land, the land I have given you. It was already his. He just needed to get to what was already his. If you read the story of Joshua, you would understand that he had to fight. He had to fight enemies that was trying to stop him from getting to what God had showed him. I got to pause for a minute and, and, and ask you a question. Has God shown you that he has given you everything that you need already? Have you seen Jesus show up in your life? When there was no hope, hope came in. Listen, when the doctor said no, Jesus showed up and said, not yet. That's my child. Hey, when Jesus shows up in the house, it changes everything. Now, now you have to, you have to walk with me for a minute because I want you to see what the Lord is showing me. Because we run, we jump, and we shout. And we rejoice. And we rejoice when things look good. And the moment something don't look good, we have a pity party. Well, well, let me help you. Because if you keep rejoicing, it could change your situation. Because God don't want you rejoicing in what he does. He wants you rejoicing in who he is. Uh, I'll say I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see. Ah, because, because the world has trained you to rejoice. When you get the job, instead of rejoicing, when you lose the job. Rejoice when he heals and don't rejoice when sickness is down. Houston, we have a problem because if 
sickness never hit the house. How would you know he was a healer? If trouble never hit your house, how would you know he was a deliverer? If lack never hit the house, how would you know he was a provider? God says, trials are coming so that you'll get to know who I am to you. Check, get the picture. The world says, when you're down, you're down. Oh, healing came. I'm going to rejoice. Sickness came in. I'm down. Oh, he's healed. I lost my job. I'm down. I got a new one. Oh, I'm rejoicing. We are really worshiping what God is doing. God sits high and looks low. And he's in control of everything. He is so raw that he don't even change. He says, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Now get this. He says, I set it up so that if you hold on to me, the issues in life won't even deal with you. Wait, wait, wait. Hallelujah. Preacher, what are you talking about? Let me, let, me, let me give you the analogy that I got. Well, how many of you have watched a football game or a basketball game before? I, I, I need to know. I need to know. Everybody seen something? All right. There's a such thing as a DVR, a video recording. Okay. So, when, when I'm at church, at Bible study, and there's a game on, I want to know what the score is. Because I got it on DVR. Now, that's weird, right? Because I like to be caught up in it. That's weird, too. Because the game is over. But I still want to see it. And be emotional about it. That's weird, right? I just want y'all to get with me, right? But my mom told me, I don't want to watch no replay. <laughs> so because that's what she likes, sometimes she'll tell me to score. <laughs> so when I got the score... It was different watching the game than it would be if I didn't know who won. Somebody's catching on right now. So, if I knew that the Raiders won the game, and I'm watching the game, and in the second quarter, they fumbled the ball. 
I wouldn't trip. Because I already know that they could fumble the ball every play. But I already know that at the end of the game, they won. So there would be no reason for me to freak out in the first quarter. So, so when it gets down to the fourth quarter and we're down seven points with a minute left, I wouldn't be doing this because I already know the outcome. Uh, The victory is already done. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. My mom told me they had won. So I knew they had won. Here's breaking news. God told me the middle does not declare what he's already done. He's already given you victory. Somebody shout, yeah! I heard a comedian say, let me put my glasses on so I can hear. Uh. We've been so used to seeing stuff. You need to put your glasses on so you can hear. Because what you've been seeing has been keeping you on a roller coaster. But he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit has to say to the church. And the church has been chosen by God. And the church has already received victory. We're going to go home. But there's a couple things I need to give you. Paul, he speaks to us that we only know in part. How many of you can see? Can you see? A brother came to Bible study yesterday that I always look at God. God is just amazing. Brother came to Bible study. He said, man, I walked from Lone Tree to get here. Some of you will make an excuse not to get here. I said, whoa, God, you showing me something. That if my car don't start, I better be up early enough to run. (laughs) He started talking about, oh, yeah, I could have got Uber. But he was determined to get here, him and God. I, I, I want... Uh, Brother James, would you just give me a wave for a minute? Brother James, Brother James back there. Brother James, I want to use you for a minute. Brother James, can you look up here for a minute? Come up here for a minute. Come up here. Yeah, he going to, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> see, 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 Brother James, 
Brother James is humble. He, 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 he even said, I'm going to sit way over here. But I want you to stand right here for a minute, Brother James. Can you see me? Yeah. Okay, Brother James. Brother James. What's this, Brother James? Uh-huh. What is it, Brother James? Okay, come here. It's a one what? Okay, come here. Come here, Brother James. I'll get you close to me. Sometimes you got to get close. <laughs> so you can see. If it's really of God or it's not of God, because the enemy will show you stuff from a distance. But if you get close enough, you'll be able to see what he's up to. Brother Jay. Do I got a dollar bill up here? <laughs> Brother James said, I didn't have a dollar bill. You got 50 cents up here. <laughs> okay. So, so Brother James saw what you saw. You saw me holding what? Dollar bill. Because you looked at it and assumed that what you only saw in part uh, was a reality. When truthfully, when he got up here, he seen that what I was holding, that thought was value, had no value at all. And that's what the enemy's been serving you. Based on what you see, it has no value. But he who has an ear, let him hear the word of God, which has all value, has all power. but you're going to need to get closer. Go ahead and tell us. I need you, Jesus. See, see, you're going to have to understand that in order to see holy. Now, holy is two words. One is W-H-O-L-L-E. And one is H-O-L-E. Now, the first one speaks to seeing completely. The second one speaks to seeing through the eyes of God. And the trouble is, you have been trying to see holy based on you. But God said, be holy. And when you become holy, you start to look at things holy. So that when things look messed up in part, you know that God has already given you the victory so you can rejoice right there because you know that fully, when God comes fully, you have the victory. The issue becomes you be so focused on you that you don't realize that how much you really need Jesus. I want the people who really need Jesus to just tell them, we need you, Jesus. 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 Stay right there. Stay right there. Stay right there because I'm tripped out. I'm tripped out right now because we were we was calling on Jesus. 
and everybody didn't join in. I'm tripping right now. How can we say we're his church? And there's a clarion call for Jesus. And everyone don't respond. I went to the Raiders game and they all responded. Got up on their feet and cheered for a touchdown. You've been given the victory. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Be seated if you can. I got, got a couple more points and we're going to go home. Got a couple more points. We're going home. Listen. You were shouting, we need you, Jesus. There's going to be a point when you can't shout it. But you got this on reserve. Oh, goodness. That you're, going, you're not going to have to say nothing. <laughs> You just go feel the presence of God. He, he, he's teaching us how to rejoice greatly. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes we're going through stuff and we won't rejoice. Because I'm just going to tell the truth. Some stuff hurts you so bad that it's hard to rejoice. That's why you can build up a bank account. You know, we'll save for a rainy day. Can you give him a praise and a, a rejoicing spirit? For the rainy day. (laughs) Now, the Lord told me, I seen both services had, you know, 30, 40% of the people. And he said, bring my people together. So that's why we're together. 10 a.m. I'm going to tell you this. It's not going to stay like this. Okay? Because we're coming together to rejoice in God. When we start rejoicing in God, you're going to see his salvation power. There's not going to be enough room. So those of you who was hung up on 830, it'll be back. (laughs) But I want you to embrace this 10 a.m. Where God has brought his people together. 
And when we come together and begin to rejoice in the Lord, it brings the full vision of what God's plan is, not only for his church, but for your life. God will start ordering your steps and the things that were stumbling blocks will become the mountains that you've been waiting to get on top of. How many of you are here who are ready to believe God? If you believe God, give him a praise. Hey! A mountain, a mountaintop praise. A mountaintop. Oh, God. God says, I've given you my spirit. And in my spirit, you have become mine. Say, I'm his. I'm his. Say, I'm his. I'm his. One more time. I'm his. Keep your opinion out of God's business. Yeah, but I know the scripture. Well, you don't know it all. He said, you prophesy in part. Paul said, you prophesy in part. Listen, you know, as, as anointed as God's anointing is in me, I know that I don't know it all. But I trust them all. And I know he knows it all. I can see to the corner. But he's seen around the corner. And a lot of you don't want to approach the corner because of what you see. And your victory might be a few steps away. And you looking and judging something with your opinionated self. God will use the one that's cursing you to bless you. And you ready to evict them out of your life. And they're the ones that's taking you to the promised land. And you want to choose your own escort. God chose the escort for you. You just got to have, listen, the wisdom to know that God is taking you all the way where he promised he would take you. You can't quit. God loves you too much to quit. Our visitors can't quit. That's why God sent you here today because he said, I won't let you quit. I chose you. Yeah, things have happened that didn't look right, but... Stay tuned. This picture has an ending that's going to bless you. For all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. I want to give God a praise for working it all the way out. So, so Jesus, Jesus, somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Jesus says, in order to follow after me, you have to deny yourself. So there's a human spirit and there's a Holy Spirit. They both begin with an H. Don't get confused no more. Holy Spirit begins with H-O. Say O. Oh. Oh. The human spirit begins with H-U. So God says... The human spirit involves you, but the Holy Spirit involves me. So I need to get you out 
so that I can move fully in. So he says, my holiness is already in you. If you would allow me to show you why it is that I'm taking you through this wilderness. See, we quit. We get, we get disappointed in the wilderness. You know, David had that unexplainable joy because David, when he danced out of his clothes, he hadn't even gone to fight the battle he was rejoicing about. He was rejoicing that he belonged to God. He still had a battle he had to prepare for. But he was rejoicing that he belonged to God. Sometimes we have so much pain in our humanness. Can we just be real for a bit? That Jesus says, I got to be this kingman redeemer so that they're going to be able to see their way out of everything. So Jesus, he shows us that in the midst of pain, we lose our identity. We lose. Sometimes we go through so much pain, we forget that he's a good, good father. That's who he is. That's who he is. And then you forget the second part, that I'm loved by him. That's who I am. That's who I am. How many of you know he's a good, good father? Hallelujah. That's what we have to hold on to. And Jesus shows us. He, he, he shows us at the cross. Because at the cross, you have to make a decision. Either you're going to believe God or you're going to believe what you're going through. Let me help you. Everything that's happening in the earth realm is a fear factor. False evidence of appearing real. It's not going to last. When something comes up against you, just go ahead and shout. It's not going to last. Encourage yourself. It's not going to last. And nobody else is around. It's not going to last. Jesus, he was going through so much pain on the cross that he says this, he says this, he says, Lord, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Identity crisis. That he started calling out the Lord from a place of distance in relationship. But wait a minute. Jesus, in his holiness, became the lamb before the foundation of the world. God had already revealed, Jesus, you are the word. So he revealed word to word that the end 
is victory. He, he told Jesus this before Jesus left the spirit realm. Jesus got caught up in his pain. That's why he understands when you get caught up in yours. But he sent me by today to help you in the midst of your pain. That your identity has not been changed. That you are still his and nothing can change what he has done for you to make you his. So Jesus was shouting, Lord, Lord, from his human spirit. But then he began to see holy. And when he began to see holy, it went from a distant relationship to an intimate relationship. Somebody said, I need to see holy. So, so he brings Jesus spirit to spirit. And Jesus then speaks from a place of true identity. And no longer is it a cry, but he says, Father, I give it all to you. That's what I want to tell you today. You can rejoice if you could just give it all to him and know that he's going to see you through it. Everyone in here, God says to you, I've given you my Holy Spirit so that you can see that I'm going to make you a way through everything. Can you see it? My question is, can you see your victory? The enemy is trying to use your past, your struggles, to get you from seeing what God has already done. Don't fall for it. You've already got the victory. In every area of your life, don't look at the circumstance. That's going to change. If things are not right, they're going to get right. And all you got to do is show God that you believe him. See, you'll rejoice if you believe him. The Bible says rejoice greatly with an inexpressible, inexpressible joy. Do we get so caught up in the fumble that it messes with the end result? But God says to you, I fixed this fight. <laughs> and you have the victory. Give God a hand of praise.